Greetings, ladies and gentle nerds, and welcome to the Speculating Nerd Podcast. I am your host, Neo, and this is a season three premiere. How's everyone doing? We are in for quite the fucking show today. Episode 108, uh, season 3 premiere of the Speculating... You would think I would know how to say the title of the show after uh, all these episodes. Uh, The Speculating Nerd Podcast. Um, The main show. Uh, yeah, episode 108, fuck, I'm tongue-tied, um, but yeah, uh, season 3 premiere, we had the season 2 finale, we went over the season 2, how it went, and, uh, the future of the show, and shows that are on this programming network thing, you know, whatever, Thank you. Uh, Stacked fucking show because I have been rather uh, lax in uh, my recording of things that happen and things that go on within the uh, Nerdosphere. Uh, I'm going to get through this stuff as best as I can because my writing is shit. And... um, yeah, we're, I'm just going to jump the fuck around and, um, you know, we're, we're going to jump back and forth through time because some of this is old news, some of this is new news, some of this is, you know, it is what it is. Um, I guess, what? where can we start? Where, where the fuck do we start? Oh, we'll save that for later. And plus, I don't even know what the the what I'm gonna bury the lead with. It's as there's two options. Let me see. Okay, I think I got it. I think I know what I will be burying the lead for. Uh. Let's get to the show. (laughs) NYCC 2023 came and went. Um, Here's a couple of highlights. uh, Very very few highlights because I couldn't find any fucking thing online. Apparently, you had to 
I had to, I should have caught it as it was dropping. But uh, DC announces, uh, first of all, Elseworlds is returning in 2024. Next year, uh, DC Elseworlds is coming back. Um, what does that mean for Black Label? Who fucking knows? But uh, I hope they keep Black Label because it's it's from what I... From what I've experienced from Black Label, which is mainly Harleen by Stephen Sedgwick, um, it's a great fucking, you know, uh, imprint to have for more adult audiences. And Elseworlds can, you know, be right in the smack dab in the middle of adult and main, uh, main audience. Um... I love Elseworlds. Elseworlds is like is is technically uh, DC's what if universe or universes. Uh, they look at all kinds of other. They tell all kinds of stories like uh, Gotham by Gaslight, um, Speeding Bullets, one of my favorites, which I've talked about on the show. Um, uh, fuck, even I think. Um, what was it? Uh, Sandman was part of Elseworlds, wasn't it? And then they had... Yeah, I think Neil Gaiman's uh, Sandman and his Sandman universe was part of Elseworlds. But they're coming back with... Uh, uh, Green Lantern Darkest Night, which follows a female uh, Green Lantern. Um... Knights of Steel is coming back with a sequel, uh, which is also going to be contained in the Elseworlds uh, imprint. Um, another, uh, Batman Barbarian, uh, a Superman story, a couple of Batman stories, and I think they're running multiple issues. Instead of being one-shot, you know, little graphic novels or mini graphic novels, I think they're going to be... Like issue one, two, three, four, like little mini series uh, storylines, which sounds really fucking great. Also, DC announces that uh, they will be releasing the alternate ending to Batman 428, A Death in the Family, which saw Tim Drake surviving uh, his encounter with Joker and the crowbar and all that shit, um, which would be interesting. Um, if you remember back in the day, uh, I was probably too young for this at the, at the time as well, but, uh, the writers of Batman at the time, uh, were getting a lot of complaints about Jason Todd. So they just said, fuck it. We'll, we'll kill him, but we'll leave it up to the, uh, the, uh, the readers. So readers had to call in a certain number. Uh, one number was to save Jason Todd. The other number was to to kill him off. And I think by, what, 10 or, like, by 10% or 10 calls or something, uh, uh, killing him off one. So that number got more calls and, yeah. Um, so he wound up dying and they still brought him the fuck back 30 years later. Uh, but they're going to release the alternate ending to that story. I would 
if they're gonna do that, why don't they do like a full blown alternate timeline miniseries? What would have happened if he continued to be Robin? Would he continue to be Robin? You know, um, that's an interesting alleyway to go through. Maybe they could put that in their Elseworlds storylines. I don't know. Also, Jeff Johns is offic has officially parted ways with DC Comics as he moves on to Image Comics. Don't know what he's doing at Image, but apparently he is more... Uh, He's, uh, he's going to be working with them exclusively for some time. All right, that's um, that's unfortunately all the real big news that I got out of NYCC 23. A lot of other stuff came out during that time. Like, uh, for instance, I'm supposed to do this. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Omni-Man MK1 footage was shown at New York Comic Con as well. It wasn't a full-blown teaser, but it was a full. It was very much a gameplay reveal, and one of his uh, moves or fatalities, I believe, uh, either is a super move or a fatality. Um, he does the part where in the show he takes his son invincible, holds him in front of a train, and the train they just go through the train, and people's bodies explode as they fucking going through it. So he does that. He holds you, the character, and you go through the train. And he does the whole beatdown that he does on Invincible, that he does it on the character and smashes their skulls and shit. So he looks like he's going to be a fun character to play as. I hope that they very much differentiate. English, motherfucker, do you speak it? sometimes uh differentiate his gameplay move set from uh homelander who's also going to be in the game who pretty much is going to be exactly the same thing a overpowered superman type character uh so we'll see how that goes let me mark that off so i know that i don't have to talk about this um marvel did well i'm supposed to do this Today, actually, we'll skip that other story. Uh, well, we won't skip it, but we'll come back to it. First, look at the Fire Nation from for the live-action Avatar, the uh, Last Airbender series. All Asians, thank God, and they look the fucking part. They look like they were fucking pulled out of the fucking cartoon. Uh, Daniel Day Kim portrays Fire Lord Ozai. I don't, I think it's the actor that plays, um, he's from Star Wars. He was also in the Kim's Convenience thing. Uh, I think it's the same actor, but he's also, he's the guy, he's playing uh, General Iroh. He looks just like Iroh. I think he, I'm going to fucking love this guy. Um, they showed Azula. I will. She looks AI. <laughs> she looks fucking AI generated in the fucking picture that they showed. If anything, they all look AI generated. I'm going to be honest with you. All these images that they showed or that they released today look AI generated. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but she looks pretty fake in the face. I don't know. 
I don't know. But she looks very Azula, you know, and she looks really cool. The costuming looks like they, like, the costuming looks fucking spot the fuck on. It looks so fucking good. Uh, also, uh, Commander Zhao. So, since this is season one, they're probably going to focus on the events of season one. And with the moon spirits and the fucking fish and shit. So, he's probably going to uh, play a, a, a character. Um, I think... I don't know because of the makeup and the hair. But I think it's the same actor that played Karnak in the Inhumans. Uh, he was also in some other shit that I can't fucking remember. But he's, you know, oh, he was on Lost. He was on Lost for a little while uh, when they were the others. I think he played one of the others or some shit. But that's neither here nor there. But that's that guy. So we got our first look at the Fire Nation characters of the Avatar series. They look fucking ripped out of the fucking show. They look really fucking good. But also, not, not a major critique of these images, but they look very AI generated. Especially the young lady that plays Azula. That picture looks so fucking fake. I'm sorry. That's all. I, 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 I'm sorry. I'm very sorry. But... Bruh. Um... Moving on. Can I get sued for using that as a transition piece? Uh, well, nobody's listening, so anyway. Uh, Marvel cancels Wonder Man miniseries, assumingly. Um, it's not a rumor. It's being reported, but it's uh, it has not been confirmed entirely yet. But, uh, yeah, it looks like they're not moving forward with the Wonder Man series unless they're going to keep uh, Yahya Abdul-Mateen as Wonder Man. But he's probably going to be featured in another show or another uh, series or storyline. At the same time, that also coincides with... Damn, I should have fucking saved this for later. For later's uh, <laughs> story. <laughs> Um, moving on. Uh, Jason Momoa is reportedly in talks to play Lobo, which coincides with another story, uh, uh, which is a character that he is a big fan of anyway. But I guess he accepted the role of Aquaman anyway, you know, because... He didn't think, I guess, Lobo was going to be made. So he was like, fuck it. I'll be Aquaman. Sure. Uh, the entire Justice League cast is not returning. Ezra is out as Flash. Everyone is out. Thank God Ezra is out as the fucking Flash with his fucking stupid running. Um, which coincides with the Jason Momoa story. So a lot of those... James Gunn has stated that he, he does plan on working with some of these actors at some point. At you know, they could come back as different characters if you know, I guess, if the money's right or if the script is right or if they fucking want to. But uh, yeah, it looks like they're all fucking done. They're all fucking done. Um, 
So yeah, so in in the meanwhile, Jason Momoa is jumping from Aquaman to Lobo. As it looks, that's what's being reported at this moment. Um, moving on. Uh, Marvel confirms that Aubrey Plaza will play Rio Vidal, an original character that was made for the Agatha series, Agatha Darkhold Diaries. Um, yeah. Uh, they always stated that she was going to be in an original character, but something tells me that she may not be she could it could be a fake out she could be look they have all the the right to make new characters within this you know in the live action universe but i would not be surprised if they you know flip the script and make her a character that we all know but you know a new version of it so that all because they're announcing that she's playing this original character, Rio Vidal, doesn't really, you know, I don't know. Uh, moving on. I'm going to try and get through these as fast as possible. Uh, uh, Marvel confirms also that Sasha Baron Cohen has an involvement in the uh, upcoming Ironheart series. Um... That's not confirming that he's playing Mephisto. Um, but would not be surprised. Because that's, you know, that's what everybody was saying he was going to play. He does look like he could play that character very well. He has the look and he has, he has definitely the look and he has the acting chops. Um, will he be playing that character? I don't know. He could... He could be something completely fucking different. Completely fucking different. But they have, you know, they have confirmed that he has a role within Ironheart. So that's really cool. Okay, uh, we're going to skip these because they all, you know, tie together. Uh, Alright. Uh, Guillermo del Toro has uh, confirmed that his scrapped Star Wars movie was in fact a Jabba the Hutt origin story movie slash gangster film. Um, I don't know how you tell a story of a giant space slug and his rise to power. That that's gonna be a lot of CGI. Well, everything's fucking CGI, but so that's neither here nor there. But again, he's a fucking slip space slug. You know, I mean, what? I'm trying to think what kind of action or set piece you can do around a Jabba the Hutt character. Uh. I could kind of picture a Godfather type scenario because, you know, uh, Marlon, Bar Marlon, Marlon, fuck. English motherfucker, do you speak it? Marlon Brando really didn't have a, 
a lot to do in The Godfather. So if Jabba the Hutt is going to be like, or at least his rise to power within, on Tatooine, you know, he doesn't have to do a lot, you know. And I guess it would all depend on the, the supporting cast around Jabba the Hutt, you know, and how they also portray Jabba the Hutt. And, uh, again, he's a fucking slug. It's not like he runs or goes very fast, you know. But Del Toro wanted to do that, so I'm kind of glad they didn't do it, but kind of curious that how that would turn out. But, yeah. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse hits Netflix on October 31st within a couple of fucking days. Well, week, a week. Ooh, what is today? Today's 18th, 19, what is, what, what is it, 18, 19, 20, 21. Ooh, an important, uh, in four days, something very important that has to happen. I'm not telling you what it is. Uh, yeah. Uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse hits Netflix on October 31st. Yay. Gives me a reason to watch Netflix. Uh, the Fantastic Four has reportedly been cast. They're just waiting. The studio and Marvel and all the, you know, significant players... Are just waiting for the strikes uh, to be over. Um, oh, that's another fucking thing I missed. The writer's strike is over. Uh, they they signed a deal, uh, a very I guess good deal that they thought was the best deal they can get. And yeah, so the writers are back at work. It's the actors that are not working <laughs> at this moment. Um, so. They well, from last I heard, they had an uh, offer, but there was a certain percentage about uh, royalties for streamings or something like that. Uh, that the studios were like, nah, and the actor said, fuck you, and so <laughs> they're still kind of striking and shit. They haven't reached a deal yet, but. Uh, assuming the strikes end soon, then we'll get the reveal of the Fantastic Four cast. Either way, that's set. They just, I guess right now, since the writers are back at work, they can focus on telling the story, on getting the story together. So that's really fucking cool. Wow. Warner Brothers. Um, they don't like money, I think. Uh, they rejected, the executives of uh, Warner Brothers, rejected a Mortal Kombat versus DC animated feature film. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm, pr I'm pretty sure uh, the Warner Brothers executives are doing this. Like, are they on fucking drugs or some shit? Because they're not making any fucking sense over there. How do you reject a Mortal Kombat versus DC animated film? The original people that were behind the Marvel versus DC video game were on board for the video game. 
how do you not fucking just be like, okay, you want to translate the video game to animation? Sure. That's that's money right there. But they said fucking no. Are they fucking stupid? Like, what the actual fuck? You know? <sighs> Motherfuckers. Um, but yeah, there's that story. Um, this is huge. This is fucking huge for me. I don't know about you, but this is huge. Gargoyles is coming back with a live action reboot coming to Disney Plus. Fuck yes. With James Wan and some other dude behind it, or James Wan's company, uh, Atomic Robot, I think it is. Uh, they are, or some, was it Atomic Robot? Is that Atomic Robot? Atomic Robot? Yeah, I think that's James Wan's, uh, studio. Either way, a live action fucking Gargoyles series is coming to Disney+. Plus. Fucking Gargoyles. How the, f like, Yes, please. This was due fucking 20 years ago. No, not 20 years ago, but we could have used this a long fucking time ago, though. Honestly, it's long overdue, in my opinion. But yeah. Excuse Ah, oh, what the fuck? Yeah. We're finally getting the live action. I pray to God. Unfortunately, we can't get Ed Asner to come back because he passed away. I They had better get every single voice actor back. That means Keith fucking David better be Goliath. Okay? I can't do his voice. But holy fucking shit. And that leads... That makes me wonder. Are they going to do... Um, practical... With people in makeup and shit? Or are they going to go the uh, 2014 Ninja Turtles route? And all CGI characters. Uh, Lexington. Not Lexington. Is it Lexington? Broadway. Bronx. Brooklyn. Hudson. Yeah, Lexington. Lexington. Would have to be CGI. Of course, Bronx would be CGI. Uh, well, Lexington. The reason why I say Lexington because he's such a smaller. Uh, I I don't know an actor or a, if you get a child actor. Excuse me. To play that character, uh, you could get a child actor to probably play that character, but I don't. I, I don't fucking see it. Um, but yeah, either way, uh, most likely they'll do full CGI actor, well, performances and shit. Um, but, yeah, well, either way, we're getting Gargoyles. Finally, live action. I'm fucking on board for that shit. So, hell yes. Uh, moving on. Um, this is an interesting story that, uh, 
came out during while New York Comic Con was going on. But uh, Eisner Award winner uh, Magdalene Visaggio, a comic book writer and I guess prolific uh, person, if you will, maybe. Um, she dropped uh, a, a Dropbox article, not an article, but uh, kind of an article of her pitch to turn Superboy into a transgender character. Uh, I guess she already made the pitch to DC, which was probably already like, nana. You know, they probably already um, turned it down. So she made it public. Um, so according to uh, according to how the story goes, uh, I haven't read the Dropbox uh, thing, but um, from the gist of it, after going to 14,000 years into the future, he uh, Superboy comes back. And he has a bit of an identity crisis of, of some kind. And he doesn't want uh, his legacy to be only like the has-been Superman kind of person or something. Like, because you already have, you have Superman. Excuse me, every time I fucking record, I get fucking nasally and shit. But uh, you have Superman. You have Superman John Kent. Uh, his son. You have, of course, uh, Connor Kent, who I believe is uh, the Superboy. And then you have another... Uh, there's like, what, two Superboys? Is there or three? No, two Superboys. There's the one that had the black shirt. Unless they retcon that again. And they put it as the original Superboy from the 90s. Uh, from the Return of Superman. Excuse me. And God damn it. Sorry. So again, it's supposed to be centered on the Superboy from the nineties that we got, you know, that we got from the nineties, uh when Superman was dead and we got Return of Superman. So it's supposed to focus on this Superboy. Who I think is the same Superboy as the one with the red with the black shirt and the red S. It's a convoluted timeline. I don't fucking know what the fuck is going on. But either way. He comes back and feels very conflicted about his uh, Superman identity. And so he decides to go into a Kryptonian sex changer machine thing. And he comes out as a woman. And goes through a journey of self-discovery uh, through that uh, through that lens. Um, it sounds interesting. It's a very unique way of. First of all, it's a fucking shortcut because <laughs> I think it doesn't go that easily. <laughs> Going into a Kryptonian sex change machine and coming out as a woman. But I get it. Representation matters. However, would it not be um, 
see, because I see this is this is a complaint of all those other people. Excuse me, all those other people. But I don't. I'm not one hundred percent against a story like this. But I would um, roughly. I'm sixty percent. Okay, I'm trying to think of how I feel. Because um, I'm saying this for the first fucking time. I'm not, this is not rehearsal. This is not, uh, you know, a test run. This is me going with the fucking flow. So, bear with me. I want to say 50-50. I'm 50% okay, let's see where that fucking goes. But the other 50% says, why not make a brand new fucking character who's transgender and has these powers? Oh, and his name was going to change to Skyrocket or some shit like that. Um, so, yeah, why not make a brand new fucking character who is trans and who is uh, a, a super person? Or, or part of the Superman family uh, of some sorts. Uh, instead of taking an established character and just changing them up to suit whatever story you want to tell. You could tell the same fucking story, but just not with Superboy, in my opinion. Because that story would work for any character, or at least any original character that you create for this particular story. And make them a transgender character. Um... So yeah, I'm 50-50. 50% says, fuck it, let's see where the fuck this goes. You know, cool. And the other 50% says, why don't you just make a new character? Why not make a new character that to people to fall in love with? Don't try and make uh, uh, an established character that people already know that's established for like, let's say it's been, that was 94, it's been 30 some odd years. This character has existed and you want to switch it up to suit your story. I don't, I'm not, I'm not completely down for that, but again, I'm open-minded. I'm willing to give it a fucking shot. But again, uh, even this, the writer uh, Magdalene said, it's never going to fucking happen, but this is an idea that she has. Ah, uh, again. Why not create new characters for the audience to fall in love with, to to get invested in, to go on this journey with this fucking character? That's where I think comics is kind of falling off. You know, I don't want to make this an impromptu thoughts outside the undies or thinking outside the undies, but... Um, Sorry about that. That was a notification I got. Uh, so, uh, a, a future show that I just referred to, uh, Thinking Outside the Undies, that's coming soon. It's 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 not a no no. For I get it. You don't. There's a huge risk. With creating an original character. Because God forbid. The original character doesn't fucking work. And you 
don't know what the fuck to do with it after the fact. You can either cancel the book or, you know, you're, you're investing a lot of time and money into an original character. Whereas you have an established character, an established IP, if you will, and you could play around with it. You could go through this story and then, you know, if shit don't turn out right, he goes back into Kryptonian machine and he comes back as Superboy. You know, I'm a boy again. Yay, my dick is back. You know, <laughs> it's just like, I don't know. You know, I guess it's it's the easier route, if you uh, if you will. It's a, it's a much easier route for them to take. It's, you know, they can play around with these characters. They can change them. They can do this. They can do that. They can do this. If it don't fucking work out, they can set them back to where they were before. And nothing matters. Nothing else, None of that other stuff matters. This is a brand new story with the same fucking character. He's back as how he was. It... I get it. I fucking get it. But you gotta take... If you don't take these risks of original characters, it defeats the purpose of moving forward. You're not progressing anything. Jack Kirby, Stan Lee, Steve Ditko, uh, countless uh, 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 Neil Adams, uh, Chris Claremont. Uh, th throw me another name. I'm talking to myself. Anyway, these writers, these artists, took the risks and made brand new original fucking characters. They paid off. Not a lot of them did. But the main ones that we know today, they paid off. You have to take the fucking risk. That's what I don't understand about these, these, these companies, either Marvel or DC. You have to take the risk because that's what this industry has been based off. Taking the risk of making a brand new character for the world to be introduced to and to fall in love with. And they're being lazy by sticking to what works. Instead of taking the risk of what could be. Drop the fucking mic. <laughs> That's just my fucking two cents on that shit. Um, but yeah, that would have been an interesting idea. But uh, again, it's it's fifty fifty for me. If it, you know, it's fifty fifty. Uh, all right, moving on. Uh, we're going to jump into in memoriam. Before we jump into the rumor mill. And then we'll get to the main uh, story of the show. Uh, all right. Uh, in memoriam. Uh, no particular order. Uh, Keith Giffen, comic book writer of Justice League, Legion of Superheroes, Ambush Bug, and Lobo, has passed away at the... Had passed away at the age of 70. Uh, he is... Very well known for his uh, uh, Justice League International, but also his run on Justice League. And I had no idea, but he's the guy who created the One Punch 
he's the guy who wrote the one punch. If you don't know what the one punch is, <laughs> I'm going to fucking tell you now. In Justice League issue two or three of the re of the relaunch, I guess, of a brand new team and all that stuff. I think it was issue one, two it was issue issue either two or three. Guy Gardner, the Green Lantern of that team, was running his mouth. Batman told him some shit. And Green Lantern said, Oh, you wanna fucking go? <laughs> We can fucking go. And everybody's telling like, nah, don't do it. And they were holding him back. And Batman said, nah, let him go. He has something to say. Let's see what he has to say. He goes, all right. Here comes, the, like, he's ready to fucking beat this shit out of Batman. And Batman lands one fucking punch. And knocks him the fuck out. <laughs> Literally every single character in that book was cracking the fuck up. They were all laughing. Uh, I think uh, uh, Captain Marvel and Mr. Miracle were there and they were cracking up saying, Oh my God, one punch. One punch. That's it, one punch. Oh my God. And everybody, and this one character comes in and says, Why is Green Lantern on the floor? And it's, and it's just the funniest fucking thing ever. And I love that comic book. I love that issue. Because he literally... Batman knocks out Green Lantern Guy Gardner with one fucking punch. While he's in mid-sentence. He's like, alright, you pointy-eared piece of bot. <laughs> he punches him in the face and he's done. So that, I mean, uh, from what I've read online, Keith Giffen was a very humorous person. He even, uh, before he passed away, he did a, a very dark humor, but a, a very well known of him uh, tweet about his passing. And so it, it, it fit. So Keith Giffen, rest in peace. Uh Dumbledore actor and prolific British actor Michael Gambon uh, died at 82. Uh, he, of course, Michael Gambon replaced. Oh, fuck. I forgot his name. But he became uh, Dumbledore with Prisoner of Azkaban. And he was Dumbledore ever since. And that's who everyone associates with. Richard Harris. Thank you, Brain. You saved my ass again. Uh, he replaced Richard Harris after Richard Harris had passed away after uh, the second movie, uh, Chamber of Secrets. Uh, Prison Raskaban came and we had Michael Gambon and he took the character and made it his own and he did wonderful with that character. So he will be sorely missed. Um... Uh, also, uh, Suzanne Summers of uh, Three's Company and Step by Step. And, of course, the workout videos of the 80s. Uh, she passed away at 75. And Phyllis Coates, uh, TV's first Lois Lane, passed away at the age of 96. God bless that she lasted that long. Uh, I guess she was probably the Lois Lane with... Uh, 
George Reeves during the 50s and well, during the 50s I believe or the 60s yeah the 50s or 60s because I now uh, yeah, I think he was already off the air when he appeared as Superman in I Love Lucy so yeah it was like probably like right after that so uh, Phyllis Coates uh, TV's first Lois Lane passed away at the age of 96 uh, very recently so in memoriam rest in peace all those folks and uh, yeah moving on uh, the rumor mill we've reached the rumor mill rumor rumor mill I don't have a song for this uh, Secret Wars will focus on a new Avengers team tasked with saving the Kang Dynasty team I don't know uh, how I feel about that uh, Wolverine will not be part of Marvel Studios' X-Men reboot. Sure. I, I, he could come back. He could come in part two or part three. We don't need Wolverine every fucking where. Now, keep in mind, he's one of my favorite fucking characters. But I have Wolverine fatigue. <laughs> you know? I almost... Batman's my favorite, but I almost have Batman fatigue when it comes to the fucking comics. Because he's got every fucking comic. It's the same thing with Wolverine. They overuse the character. He's in everything. He's in his own book. He's in. He was in the Avengers book. He was in the new Avengers book. He was in the Dark X-Men. Uh, not the Dark X-Men. He was in X-Force. He was in the X-Men books. He was in Uncanny X-Men. He was in uh, he was in every fucking book under the fucking sun. And continuity wise, it made no fucking sense how he was in like 13 fucking places at fucking once. So when you overuse a fucking character, you get a little I got I got I got a little tired of Wolverine. So we don't really need Wolverine in the X-Men reboot. We need the core team. Angel, I don't know about Angel, but Angel. Iceman, Beast, Miss Marvel, not Miss Marvel, uh, fucking Jean Grey, and Cyclops. Your core five, right? That's five, right? Yeah. Angel, Beast, Iceman, Jean Grey. Yeah. That's your core five. That's your fucking X-Men team. That's the one you should focus on. Uh... The MCU will have a soft will, a, will softly reboot after Secret Wars. Makes sense. Uh, there's a writer that says she spoke or had an interview with Kevin Feige, and Kevin Feige said that it will be a slight reboot after uh, Secret Wars. They'll use characters. They'll bring back characters. Characters that didn't work will go away. Uh, you know, they, it's a reshuffling and. Uh, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, you're continuing something. I, I, I'm I not going to say I have superhero fatigue. I can't get enough of these fucking movies or these stories. Uh, but, uh, you know, just uh, hopefully it won't get oversaturated. Um, Thomas Elliot, a.k.a. Hush, being considered for one of the villains for the Batman 2. Okay. All right, uh, I'm going to take a, it's 46 minutes in, I'm going to take a brief break, 
so I can clear these fucking sinuses. And uh, I'll be right back. Alrighty. Uh, don't know if I did a good enough job, but what was I saying? Okay. We left off on Thomas Elliot, a.k.a. Hush, being considered for one of the villains for the Batman 2. <clears throat> Bruh. I Okay. The Batman was basically the long Halloween. They just switched it up with the Riddler being main guy, blah 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 blah. What if the Batman 2, which has been rumored to have Clayface, possibly? What if they're doing hush? For the Batman 2. How fucking awesome would that fucking be? How fucking smart is that? Okay? Apparently, uh, Matt Reeves is a Jeff Loeb fan. Because that Long Halloween was Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale. Jeff Loeb did Batman Hush. That's fucking perfect. For the Batman. I can't wait to talk about this over with Synthetica Lynn. Because she, if she hasn't heard this, this is gonna fucking blow her fucking mind. If she's read the hut, if she's read Hush, Hush, uh, if you don't know, was the storyline where a bunch of Batman's villains were finding new ways to get at him, and he's like, "How are they? They're not acting the same way that they usually are. Something's not right here." Granted, in the book. Riddler was like the like the uh well in the animated movie they made Riddler hush in the comics Thomas Elliot who is Batman's uh or Bruce Wayne's uh childhood friend which who they've grown apart but it would work perfectly because you not only rebuild, uh, you find a way to build the Bruce Wayne character, the Bruce Wayne persona of uh, 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 in the Batman by reintroducing an old childhood friend, and then in that, in in that, in the course of that story, you you see probably maybe we'll have flashbacks, maybe we'll have. Um, Again, it'll be a way for um, Robert Pattinson's version of the Batman to create the Bruce Wayne character. It'll give him a, 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 a way to open out of his shell and become Bruce Wayne. Because he's already the fucking Batman. He's already Batman. As soon as his parents died, the Batman was born. So his persona, his secret identity, or his public identity, is Bruce Wayne, who he creates. He creates a version of Bruce Wayne for the people. So this will be a great way for him to figure out who is Bruce Wayne. How do I create this character of Bruce Wayne while maintaining my Batman duties and all that shit? 
But this would be a great Bruce Wayne type story with the Batman thrown in. And also you you introduce all these villains or reintroduce the well not a whole bunch, hopefully. But you have this character that can get at the Batman because he knows Bruce Wayne is Batman. You know what I mean? In the book, Thomas Elliot, he figures uh, he's told actually. He 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 he's uh, revealed to him that Bruce Wayne is Batman. And so he concoct uh, concocts a revenge storyline and all that shit. Uh and he becomes the hush character and he wants to get revenge on Bruce Wayne and Batman. And so he gives off like he's secondhand gives secrets to other characters other villains to get at Batman slash Bruce Wayne. Um, <sighs> trying to think. Clearly you can hear the gears uh, and the cobwebs break off and shit. But <laughs> it will be a great story to adapt and make original for this the Batman Reeves Batman universe. But my god, they it would that would be fucking awesome. And a brilliant fucking move. Because you you have your your gateway into who Bruce Wayne is or was and you could create a brand new Bruce Wayne and in 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 a sense. Um I don't know. It's just a rumor slash uh, some reports are saying that Thomas Elliot and AKA Hush is being considered for uh, one of the villains, as it was stated in the article. Uh, again, I hope they stick away from multiple villains. Give us, if you have to do two to three, okay, but just make the third one very quick. Um... If you want to bring back the Riddler, you could because he does fit within that story. And again, uh, we don't know what timeline the Batman's going to take place in. Uh, it could be a year, two years, maybe three years after the, the events of the Batman. Or actually, as they said, uh, the Penguin is supposed to lead into the Batman 2. The Penguin, uh, I don't know if they stated exactly where it picks up from the first movie. But I think it's probably about a year or a few months after the events of the first movie. And then you lead into the Batman 2. And the Batman 2, who knows, could be a year or a few months removed from what the events of the Penguin. We'll see. Um... But yeah, I, I'm, I would be so fucking excited if Hush was a fucking Batman, the villain for the Batman 2. That, my friends, I did that too early, was the rumor mill. Now comes the part where I relieve you, the little people, of the burden of your useless lives. But... As the plastic surgeon always said, if you gotta go, 
go with a smile. I should end the show with that, shouldn't I? <laughs> but no, I've buried the lead. And these are a series of how we're going to lead up to it. Okay, Michael Gandolfini is playing Daniel Blade in Born Again, Daredevil Born Again. I don't know who Daniel Blade is. I didn't do the research. But Michael Gandolfini, uh, a, a, a young talent, up-and-coming talent, coming into the Marvel Universe with uh, Daredevil, sounds very interesting. Uh, Daredevil Born Again has seemingly been delayed until January 2025. Uh, of course, they've had the writer's strike. They have the actor's strike right now. But also... Marvel fires the lead writers and major and uh, 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 people behind the scenes of Daredevil Born Again amid major creative overhaul. Apparently, Feige and some of the other people, the, the heads of Marvel, were not liking what was going on with uh, the show that they were making. And said, this is not the show we want to do. So you're fired, you're fired, you're fired. We're starting over. You know. Um, apparently one report said that uh, uh, Daredevil doesn't show up in the suit until episode 3 or 4. Um, now, this also leads to... Um, What was it? Is it here? Where did I write it? Did I write it down? I'm sorry, folks. Uh, give me a second. Um, okay, so anyway. That being said. Uh, Marvel is completely redoing or reimagining their entire TV mind frame instead of uh they are focusing more on they are going to focus in the future on more series than um with multiple seasons other than limited series instead of one shot stories also they're trying to be more tv like apparently the tv structure <laughs> they find actually works for TV productions. Um, apparently they didn't know this. Uh, it was um, uh, people that were running the television aspect of Disney Plus, uh, the Disney Plus series, series uh, were executives, uh, uh, people that were higher up that knew where the fuck things had to go and what had to be done, but weren't necessarily uh, knowledgeable on how to run a TV series or a TV show. And I guess Marvel realizes, I think the only one that was that had a showrunner, or at least the, most of them had showrunners, but they weren't like... They weren't main TV-like showrunners. Um, the guy who's directing Fantastic Four, Matt Chackman, he was the showrunner of WandaVision. But WandaVision, of course, was more of a team effort. 
And they all, you know, he wasn't the main guy behind it. Um, I forgot the woman's name, the lady's name that did She-Hulk. But uh, I guess they liked what she did in writing a, ser a, 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 a first season series. Even though it had way too few sh uh, episodes. Uh, and it did still have that limited series type run. Uh, you know, she was a showrunner. She comes from TV and she knew what the fuck she was doing. So they're like, okay, let's have more people like that. That being said, when it comes to Daredevil Born Again, bring back Stephen Knight. Bring back the people from Netflix that ran that show for three seasons and made it the best fucking series to ever grace the small screen, whether it's streaming or, uh, you know, weekly, whatever the fuck, bi-weekly, whatever the fuck it is, whatever you call it, they made the greatest fucking show ever to at least my uh, 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 opinion, in my opinion. I might watch that fucking show again. It's so fucking good. Again, uh, even Stephen the Knight said, "Oh, so they figured out how to that they need to in order to make TV, they have to make TV, <laughs> you know, or something like that." He's like, "This is how you know, you know, you don't run it like it's a movie. You run it like it's a TV show, and that's the thing. They were running it like little movies instead of running it like TV series." And I guess they figured out that mistake and they're, they're reshuffling and redoing a lot of shit and changing up how they're going to do things with TV. Um, Kevin Feige is the uh, the main... Um, he is the end-all, be-all of what happens. But I would not be surprised if in the coming months or weeks or whatever the case may be, he announces... This person is taking over Marvel Television, or Marvel Studios TV, and he's gonna, you know, he's gonna keep me up to date. Or he or she is gonna keep me up to date with things, and I'm, uh, you know, I will be the final say. But they are, you know, the head of Marvel Television, much like Jeff Loeb was the head of Marvel Television. The only problem is, is that at that time, Mark Perlmutter was the uh, head, was the Kevin Feige of Marvel Television. And so the two of them kind of fuck shit up because they were not connected with the Marvel Studios branch. They treated it as their own little thing. That's why Inhumans and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is not considered canon because it's a completely different thing. Um, so... Yeah, it would be smart for Kevin Feige to get someone to run his television division of Marvel Studios and not carry all that shit on his on his head on his head and shoulders or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Uh it would in my opinion it would be smart to be like, yeah, like have a second seat at the table. You already have three seats at the table, or at least you did, with uh, uh you had Esposito but she left or was fired. Because of how she was running things with um, the uh, Disney Plus stuff. Or at least her behavior, they said. Um, 
and then you got Gian, not Giancarlo, another uh, gentleman that's supposed to be there. It was supposed to be the three of them, the big executive, Alfonso something. Because um, it was Jennifer Esposito, not Jennifer Esposito. Uh, um, ah, shit, I forgot her fucking name, but I believe it's Esposito. Uh, you had Alfonso something, and you had Kevin Feige. They were the three executive producers. Uh, he was the head honcho, and there was the other two who overseed everything else. You know, they answered to him, but then he was like, gave them power to do whatever the fuck they had to do. So it would make sense for to get him, for him to get someone... To be in charge of television. Someone who has a history with television. And make TV shows. Not limited series. Not limited movies. TV shows. Um, not to say that I did not love any of them. Even though some have been a little lackluster compared to, to some. Uh, Secret Invasion... Uh, Miss Marvel, she that played out as a little series, but of get it also had a limited series feel to it as well. You know, it was a see She Hulk, Miss Marvel, uh, WandaVision a little bit, but it was very much a mini series. Uh, what was the other one? Uh, Moon Knight, and what was it? Oh, fuck. Uh, you're going to make me go to my fucking Disney Plus. Hold on, folks. Get out of this. I was on YouTube. Let me uh, quit. Go to my Disney Plus. Because um, I, I get it. I need to jog my memory uh, a little bit with this. So bear with me. But... Um, Daredevil going back to, like, I don't think they're starting from scratch. But it looks like they got rid of a lot of the shit they didn't like. And they're going to start over. Um, Alright, Marvel. Character collections, Infinity Saga. Alright, we got the timeline order. We're looking at the timeline order. Sorry. It's really fucking cool. Unfortunately, uh, Universal Studios has um, the rights to the first Hulk movie. But uh, at least we got, you know, The Incredible Hulk. All right. WandaVision was the first. Let's see here. Uh, let's see. Nine episodes for season one. Which all ran as one big movie. You know, one elongated movie, basically. Then you have Falcon and the Winter Soldier, of uh, another elongated movie. Which is only six episodes, so it's a six-hour movie. Then you had Hawkeye. Very much so. Uh... A six-episode movie. A six-hour movie. Moon Knight. Very much episodic. 
but also a six-episode movie. You know. She-Hulk. Nine episodes, but very episodic. Had the structure of a TV show. It didn't feel like one long-ass movie. It felt like one episode led into the other, into the other, into the other. Uh, so it was very episodic. So it started with She-Hulk. Then you had, well, I think Miss Marvel came out first. Uh, again, it's in timeline order. Anyway, a six-hour movie, but very episodic. For Love and Thunder, I feel so fucking mad about that. Uh, most recently... You got Secret Invasion. A six hour movie. Very much a fucking movie. Uh, it doesn't have... Wait, Loki? Where's Loki? I'm surprised that Loki's not here. Oh, Loki. Let's see. They're on season two right now. Season one had six episodes. Season two only has two so far. Season 1, again, a six-hour movie. Not very episodic. So, if you go back and look at most of them, um, I guess you could say She-Hulk and Miss Marvel was the most TV-like shows, which had showrunners and stuff like that, but... Still, Miss Marvel was almost like a movie, but episodic. She-Hulk was very episodic. It, was, it had the structure of a television series, which is uh, not surprising. Uh, season 2 is currently in the works. Not in the works, but it's in the uh, the planning phase or whatever, the, whatever you want to call it. But season two is looking like it's going to happen, which I'm so happy about. Very excited about that. Um, get out of here. Um, so it's a good thing that they're they're fixing what wasn't broken, but needed fixing. You know, it was a bit damaged. Um, and Daredevil Born Again, I believe they're trying to make the best show they possibly can. And I think the best way they can do that is to bring back the original showrunners of the original Netflix series. That can't be hard to do because it's not like those people were under Netflix contracts that they can't fucking call them up and be like, hey, come on over. You're doing Daredevil Born Again, basically. You're getting a clean slate to do season four, but, you know, revamped. You know, you're you're kind of rebooting, but you're not rebooting. You know what I'm saying? So, there you go. I buried the lead, and now I unburied it. And that's uh, going to be what the show is about. So, um, yeah. Uh, I think that's the show. I think 
that is the show. Uh, thank you. <laughs> Let's have a real applause. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, that means the world to me. Uh, from digital things. Uh, I would add uh, ask me a question segment to this over long show, but nobody ever asked me any questions. <laughs> um, I have one page left in this stack of papers. I have 108 plus episodes in my hand right now. Uh, including, you know, the other shows, Rat Chats and uh, Ring Mat, Ringside Matters. But, yeah, I have every single episode I've done in the, right in my hands. And I need more paper. <laughs> so I'll see if I find some lying around somewhere. I'm down to my one last page. Uh, will probably be Ringside Matters episode 3. Because some stuff came up on the wrestling world that I would like to talk about. I don't know if I'm going to do that next. I, I doubt it. Even though I always say I do. So, that's the show, folks. Episode 108. The season 3 premiere of the Speculating Nerd Podcast is in the books. And... Um, that's, uh, I think that's the show. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, 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 su Surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> I just wanted to use that one. It's over 9,000! I, wow, could you imagine if I go to 9,000 episodes? I'd be an old man telling you little stories about when I was younger. And I forget the things that I were talking about. And then I tell you, in my day, we didn't have cell phones. We had mobile phones. <laughs> I don't know where the fuck I was going with that. But hey, that's one way to fucking end it. <laughs> Execute order 66. Until next time, folks. Let's try that again. <laughs> uh, until next time, folks. Oh, oh, for fuck's sake. Thank you all so much. You, we've made it to season three. Uh, I hope to bring you uh, more new shows. I still have to do the movie commentary tracks. Fuck, I just gotta... Honestly, I gotta get my Amazon Prime back up um, so I can watch those movies and do the commentary for you guys. Um, so yeah, uh, I still got a lot of things in the works. Uh, we have a special episode coming up for Halloween, but I'm not going to tell you what it is because it's a surprise. Surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> Until next time, folks. Peace out.